Radio, your weekly radio magazine with radio news from a national perspective, call and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of pleasure. Oh my, we are back for another week. What is this? ATR 607. I'm Bill Sparks, along with the whole crew, and we're going to turn it over to Jeff in just a second here. This is what, uh, November the 18th, 2021. So we've got a busy show. So, Jeff, take it away. Oh, right. Thank we, you very we should much. probably tell people right off the bat we're going to be off next week, correct? Well, I will in a oh, second, no. Chris. So, yeah. yeah. We're probably okay. <laughs> I thought you, actually the funny Hi. thing is I'm going to see my sister and she said I'm making something special for you and I said what are you going to make she said I'm making you roast duck which I happen to love oh. I, I love roast duck even though it's too fatty because I said don't put any no, in it. get rid of it make sure I get the fattiest pieces because that's what I like mm-hmm. that's what tastes the best so but that's you don't want to hear about you don't want to hear about my Thanksgiving dinner next week you want to hear about what's no, happening I do, really. yeah we do, yeah we do we're going to come crash it so at least yeah. we have a week's heads up yeah, good uh, well, I know they'll have roast duck, and we'll have a cranberry sauce and stuffing, and and roasted potatoes. I think she's going to make, and I'm not really else sure, sure what else what else we're going to have. But either way, we're going to have we're going to have we're going to have a pretty good feast. Well, first of all, we'll talk about all things radio. Now, what can we talk about? What's coming up? We'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, calls and feedback, Jennifer Sparks call letter and format changes, and then we'll have a feature that Bill Spark put together on Wayne Larrabee. All you guys who know sports will know who he is. Our classic air check is radio station WPEN AM from November of 1977. I don't have an exact date on it. And the radio announcer we're going to hear is someone who I know is familiar to Jerry, who I know is in the, in the meeting. And that's the Rockin' Bird himself, Joe Niagara. That's when WPEN was doing an oldies-based adult contemporary format. Finally, the classic, I mean, the featured station is going to be radio station WBZD AM, I mean, FM in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, in part two of our look at that radio market. So all in all, we have a very busy show. We hope you all listen and enjoy it. And of course, we always like to hear from you, you, especially you. So we'll turn it over to you, Bill. Yeah, we really like it when you hit that feedback line. Because we like playing that. And it gives Jeff something to do during the week, though. He's right. going to be busy hey. this week. Hey, Bill. Now, we're not going to be here next week, but why don't you tell them about your big Thanksgiving special next Thanksgiving morning? morning. Oh, yeah. We're just going to do an informal get-together starting at 10 o'clock Eastern on The Legend. For those people who... Maybe don't have any place to go on Thanksgiving. We're going to just play some music, have some conversation, and just like we're going to be our own Thanksgiving family. 10 sure. o'clock uh, next Thursday morning right here on The Legend. I'm just following hey, a jam. open house, you know, if you're going to go somewhere. Maybe I'll drop in at the beginning. I'm yeah. Somewhere we're going to go somewhere after. But, 
you can drop in and go out if you, you know, right. everybody just hanging out and being family. That's right. Yeah, That's it's like Arlene Linda's open house party on Thursday for Thanksgiving, right? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, John, you we don't want to see your face too, in the place. Right. You're too young to remember that. So you don't remember all oh, people are funny or, uh, or Art Linklater's open house party. But they That's were right. Oh, oh, I know there's trying to hear me an open house party. There's That's right. Yeah, but that's okay. not the same. Art Linklater's house party. Yeah. It was, it was on every, it was on every, it was on radio, but it was also on television. It was on every day and on CBS radio and television. Yep. So. Right after right. Right. Arthur Godfrey, if I remember. That's right. When they moved it up. But they used to have it after the soap opera. It was at 2.30 in the afternoon when I remember it. That's well. correct. That's right. Then at one time, yeah. I thought it was on after passwords. That's right. Yes, on TV. And as a, as right. a matter of fact, the big thing that he had was he talked to the kids. He'd say, kids say the darndest things, and he, he talked to these kids about uh, whatever topic it was. And it was, a, it was an interesting show back then. I, I mean, think the fun contest <laughs> he had was when he would say, he would read off a bunch of prizes, and you'd get the next one that he hadn't read off yet. Sometimes you get like a, 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 you know, seven watermelons as opposed to a car. You know, it's just, you know, was crazy. It was a, it was a silly contest. He did a lot of crazy things on He that. did. He certainly did. It was uh, it was definitely an interesting show. All right, let's go to, go to you, Bill. All right, we'll take it away and bring you Jeff's award-winning news, where all the media stands by to listen. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. A dismissal of a program director leads to a police chase in Erie, Pennsylvania. Odyssey makes light of changes in Kansas City, Missouri, and Dallas, Texas. Bob and Tom Renew with iHeartMedia. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen October Personal People Meter Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Erie, Pennsylvania makes news. It's not the kind of news that Cumulus is looking for. When Vinny Marino, program director of radio station WXKCFM, was fired from the radio station, he was not very happy, and he made it known to Cumulus employees and staff at the radio station. He was verbally abusive, and the police were called to escort him from the building. When Vinnie Marino left the building, he took his car and smashed it into other cars in the Cumulus parking lot, and when the police were called, he tried to flee from the police, getting involved in a two-mile police chase with the police department. Now, Vinnie Marino is not just only fired from the radio station, but he's also facing other problems. He's being arrested for fleeing and eluding from police and intentionally causing accidents in the Cumulus parking lot. It's a long way down for Vinnie Marino, who at one time worked at radio station WNCNFM in New York City, helping to transition the radio station from classical to classic rock. He also worked at WNAWFM as well as other radio stations in and around New York City. In other news, Odyssey is making changes to its radio lineups in Kansas City, Missouri and Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, Texas and Kansas City, Missouri, the Klein and Alley Show, which is based at radio station KROQFM, is gone for mornings at both of these radio markets. This means that the Klein and Alley Show will only air on radio station KROQFM in Los Angeles, California. The moves continued at KVIL-FM as the afternoon show, The Church of Laszlo, which originates at radio station KRBZ-FM in Kansas City, Missouri, was eliminated from afternoons at the radio station. The radio station will now devote more of its airtime playing music. At this time, no jocks have been announced for the morning and afternoons at this radio station. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. The Church of Laszlo will continue airing in Detroit, Michigan and Las Vegas, Nevada. Now it's time for news on the street. Odyssey has hired brand managers for its radio stations in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The radio stations are KDKA AM and KDKA FM. The brand manager for KDKA AM is Dave Labrosi, who comes to this radio station after working as program director for radio station WABC AM in New York City. Craig Riley has been promoted to brand manager for KDKA FM. He has been with the radio station since its inception in 2010. In other news, the Bob and Top radio show will continue airing on iHeart-owned and operated radio stations with a multi-year contract agreement. The following stations have aired this radio show for 14 to 38 
years. WFBQ-FM in Indianapolis, Indiana has aired the show for 38 years. 25 years for WKQQ-FM in Lexington, Kentucky. It's 25 years for WRFQ in Charleston, South Carolina. 24 years for WIOT-FM in Toledo, Ohio. It's 23 years for WIBA-FM in Madison, Wisconsin. And in Cedar Rapids, Ohio, it's 23 years at KKRQ-FM. In Rochester, Minnesota, it's 23 years for KRCK-FM. In Farmington, New Mexico, it's also 23 years at KDAG-FM. In Springfield, Missouri, it's 21 years for KXUS-FM. And it's also 21 years in Bakersfield, California at KDFO-FM. In Louisville, Kentucky, it's 20 years at WQMF-FM. And it's also 20 years at WTUE-FM in Dayton, Ohio. In Eau Claire, Wisconsin, it's 19 years at WMEQ-FM. Finally, it's 17 years at radio station KKBD-FM in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Congratulations go out to Pierre Roberts, who's been on the air for 40 years at radio station WMMR-FM. The station transmits on a frequency of 93.3, and they're owned and operated by Beasley Media. Beasley Media is honoring Pierre Roberts with a month-long presentation of the best of his work, and will provide you with an air check of Pierre Roberts on a future All Things Radio Live broadcast. In other news, radio station WWLI-FM in Providence, Rhode Island, is making changes to its morning show with the addition of Maddie Blake. Maddie Blake comes to this radio station after working at the old WAAF-FM in Worcester, Massachusetts. Maddie Blake will be joining Heather Gersten in the morning show, and will provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio Live broadcast. And in Boston, Massachusetts, WGBH-FM will find two new hosts next year for Morning Edition. They are Paris Alston and Jeremy Siegel. Why is James Madison on a hunger strike? James Madison hosts a talk show on Sirius Satellite Radio, and he's on a hunger strike until Congress and Joe Biden sign the Freedom to Vote Act. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen October Personal People Meter Ratings. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one ranked radio station is WPEG-FM with an urban format. The number two ranked radio station is WKKT-FM with a country format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WBAV-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Portland, Oregon, the number one ranked radio station is KLTH-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KOPB-FM with a news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Portland, Oregon is KKRZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KONO-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KQXT-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Antonio, Texas is KSMG-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Sacramento, California, the number one ranked radio station is KFBK-AM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KSEG-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Sacramento, California is KYMX-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one ranked radio station is KSL-AM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KNRS-FM, also programming a news talk format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah is KSOP-FM with a country format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one ranked radio station is WCFB-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WOCL-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Orlando, Florida is WXXL-FM with a top 40 format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one ranked radio station is KKLZ-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KSOS-FM with a Christian CHR format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KWID-FM with a Spanish adult hits format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station is WDVE-FM with a rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WWSW-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is KDKAFM with its all sports operation. In Cincinnati, Ohio, the number one ranked radio station is WLWAM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is 
is WGRRFM with a classic its format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WBEFM with a country format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one ranked radio station is KCFXFM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is KCMOFM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is KCURFM with a news talk format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one ranked radio station is WNCXFM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WDOKFM with a adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WZAKFM with an urban adult contemporary format. Finally, in Columbus, Ohio, the number one ranked radio station is WBNSFM with an all sports format. The number two ranked radio station is WNCIFM with a top 40 format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Columbus, Ohio is WOSUFM with a news talk format. Finally, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Home Depot, followed by Indeed, DuckDuckGo, State Farm, and Coles. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. Hey, Bill, this is Debbie and Lafayette. I loved Jimmy Mack, and I remember him coming to the School for the Blind dances, and that song, Jimmy Mack, Jimmy, anyway, it was popular, and we would get in a line, and we would all dance and sing that to him, like, really loud. That was so fun. I'm so sorry to hear he died. So, anyway, he was awesome. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, a couple of things. First of all, I like that W-I-L-Q. Even though I'm not really into country, we heard less country and more of the air check. He was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Talking about teletype for Mike, where they used to do teletypes, there's a guy on who does Kino News, the Fresno station, KYNO and KYNO.com. He has a recorded teletype when he does the news in the morning. You can hear the teletype sound in the background as he's uh, reporting the news. Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. Oh, well, there you go, Jeff. Good job. Thank you very much, Bill. The other thing yeah, I want to say GBH is... Thing. Yeah, GBH thing. I, yeah, I go didn't ahead. know um, those guys that are... Those people that are going to replace... Now, I think you announced, and I... Because I don't listen to GBH that often. You know, I'm working and I don't hear it in the morning. But Joe Matthew had been there for a while after he left BZ. I right, think he, he left works before that, though. Yeah, he, le- yeah. He, he works for Bloomberg. That's why he, that's why he's not on WGBH. He hasn't been there for quite a while now. So. so is he on Bloomberg Radio at any specific time or just doing reports from Wall Street? Um, he does reports that I hear, but he might be on the Bloomberg station in Boston. I believe that's 106.1 on the oh, dial. 1330, and yeah, there's a few places. They have, they have a few different things, things on the dial there, yeah. so... He might be there doing stuff locally. I'm not. I'm not really sure because we don't get the local feed. But uh, okay. But he definitely is, has, and he also did some work for uh, GBH in the public for their news department as well. I, that that I uh-huh. do know. So because GBH has not had music on that radio station on the FM band for quite a while, and they used to have a lot of jazz and stuff. But that 
that's been long gone for quite a while. So, yep. Uh, again, that's what's going on in that in that neck of the woods. I can tell you right now, and I'll, I'll be talking about it in the next, not in the next two weeks, but you'll see some changes at WGN in Chicago, Illinois, coming up in January. So that I can tell you that that's coming up as well. So, so uh, be be on the lookout for some change. Not, not anything that you're, that you're gonna that you're gonna hate. I think you're actually gonna like it. They're gonna make some additions to their afternoon show. With Steve Bertrand, so yeah, the the woman they're hiring used to work at uh, Kick in Houston up in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, you, good you, for you, her. Yeah, that's great. You go from Houston to Chicago, and she's yeah, a Chicago, she and she's a Chicago native, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so she, so, uh, so you'll find out more about that when we come back from Thanksgiving and uh, all the other news that might be what, what we might have missed. Eric wanted to let people know that uh, KYW made the uh, market of the year. We're going to go through all the Marconi winners when we come back with our news, and we're going to uh, uh, we're going to we're going to do that, and we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame people who uh, got into the Hall of Fame as well. So we got a lot of it to talk about when we come back from Thanksgiving after I finish uh, digesting that roast duck and all the Thanksgiving trimmings and all that. The, the disco duck, yeah. There you go. Quack, quack, yes. <laughs> so. That's really what's been going on, basically, and and it's you know normally you see a lot more format changes, but right now it seems to be a rather slow time of the year these days. So uh, hopefully, maybe right after Christmas, we'll see a lot more changes that 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 are going on. But even even one of the radio columnists has said it really has been a slow time for format changes. People just aren't looking to spend money and and invest in doing a lot of changing right now when they're not not sure how it's going to go. So. Um, you know, I mean, although things are getting back to normal, it's not totally back to normal, and it's a slow normal. That's the only thing I can say. So, uh, but and we'll see what we happens. Next. Will, we will be going all Christmas Monday morning at eight. Oh, you love is that, is that when you all normally? Right, is that when it's normally done? Or are they doing it earlier than they normally no, done it? No, it's uh, it changes around a lot. It used to be uh, quite often it would be the Wednesday mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they arrived at this one, but uh, it'll be quite an event. Well, so have when a you, when you show when, Christmas, Bernie. So when you do the when you do the Christmas stuff, do you do the voice tracking for Christmas, or do they do they take a break from have some of their announcers at that point? Some stations do. Some oh no, we no. I, in fact, I will be on quite a bit because people will be taking vacations. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, it's all. I, it's going to be all. It's going to be. It's going to be old Bernie all the time, is that it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's one point where I'm on. Bernie is the Indianapolis answer to Santa Claus. Now, what I want to know, Bernie, is you all, they give that time slot to JMV on Saturday nights. Is that going to be a break from Christmas, or is he going to have to? <laughs> I don't think I don't think he'll be doing anything. <laughs> and nobody has said, but I don't think he'll be on. No, he's taking that time off. You know what gets me is all the all the iHeart stations that the eighty of them that they talked about last week went Christmas last week, two weeks ago actually, which is which is unusual because at least here in Albany, WTRY, which is one of the which is the station, they always went Christmas the day after Thanksgiving, so they're all going in. But you know it's a sales thing. Al, unmute yourself, please. Out in Palma Heights, Ohio. Go ahead, Al. Star okay, six, good please. Evening, Go gentlemen. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, yeah, Magic 105 uh, started theirs back on November 5th. Wow. And WDOK 102.1, Star 102, is going to start theirs at 8.30 tomorrow morning. 
They announced that this morning. Eight thirty, not eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. They do their they do their they do their commercial free hour from eight thirty to nine thirty. Oh, I see. Oh, well, that works, Al. Uh, that works. It, well, you know, you never saw a lot of Christmas. You know, the funny thing is, I'm going to, I'm going to be getting some new air checks in next year, next for the next few weeks, and I may I probably might, I might repeat a few that I've done before. But when you listen to the stations back when I'm doing air checks, and you see that there yep. it's the day of Christmas or the day before, they're not playing a lot of Christmas music. No, back then, back no, in the even, even Christmas Eve, you didn't hear everything Christmas. I mean, you know, you got Christmas Christmas Day. Those are the good you old hear non yeah. non Christmas. <laughs> they non-Christmas. are. Yeah. Well, but it, 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 it all it all started nine eleven. It was all to make people feel good, and then they yeah, made money, yeah. and so oh we. Well, so so Bernie, are you going to you're going to be getting your method acting uh, pay for for getting into this stuff as you play it? It, It's really funny because uh, we once had a program director who came to me and he said, "I can tell you don't like the Christmas music by listening." I said, (laughs) "I said no, you can't." He goes, "Well, okay, maybe it's just because I know it." <laughs> there you go. But, well, you know, when, when, I, when I was working at the college station, we did. They, they, everyone wanted off for Christmas. I'm, I happen to be Jewish, and I said, "Sure, I'll do all the work I can." I didn't, didn't care one way or the other. It was great, you know. I did, and then when I did a little bit of part time work in radio, I got more money working Christmas time than I than I ever made. So it was a very yeah. good holiday for me. Well, oh yeah, I, sure. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it's kind of like anything else I do. I mean, there are a lot of songs that we play that I don't yeah. like, but you would never know it by. Uh, yeah, me because that's the idea. It's like I don't get I don't get paid to like it. I get paid to play it. And well, no, I'm not a fan of the Christmas format at all. But you do what you got to do. And you got it. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. It, 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 it does get listeners, and it does it does work well when, with the sales department and trying to sell advertising. I can tell you I, that. Oh my God, we're, we're number that's one. That's what it is. Oh yeah, and, and I can't believe nobody else comes after us. I'm really surprised. And you know, the, nobody, nobody else in Indianapolis does it. Now we've yeah. had it when a station was going to make a format flip. Yes, um, I yeah. can remember. One hundred seven point nine did it one year. One hundred seven point nine did it one year, and they surprised everybody and went before we did. And there was actually talk of us not doing it that year, and I was. I, hope I was really happy for about <laughs> for a little while, yeah. Ninety three. You know, nine. maybe it wouldn't be so bad if they went Christmas party, but they always tend to bring out the same songs over and over again. And the playlist oh for some God. of these Christmas stations yeah. tends to be rather narrow. I can tell you that for the iHeart Radio stations, you know, I got to give them credit. They do, you know, they they, but they play the same. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two hundred songs, but I or, or three hundred songs, but it's not. It's yeah. really a lot less than that. And they you know, just, a friend of mine brought up an interesting point. She's she's a religious person. I'm not, but I hadn't thought about it. But she brought up a point that basically, and I I was on the on our uh, paratransit on the way home, and WSRS in Worcester is already doing it. It's an IR, good old loyal IR station would. And uh, on the way home, and the whole hour, it was all secular Christmas music. There isn't as much, and I think even from 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, you would hear more versions of Silent Night or versions of Oh Holy Night. Oh, we do. We do both. We definitely do both. I'm wondering if it's based on the market, and maybe they think that a a market up here wouldn't be as interested in uh, those kind of I don't think so. If you listen to iHeartRadio, every radio station has the same Christmas playlist. They they all have the same That hour, they didn't play any any religious music. That's all I can tell you. They don't play a lot of of religious music on iHeart because they don't want to offend anyone, and they they don't want to be... 
overly religious, but you will hear God Yes, You Marry Gentlemen occasionally, but most of the time it's very sexual. Especially by bare naked ladies. That's the funny version. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Is I, would, I would rather hear the restroom uh, The restroom door said gentlemen. And I can't stand that grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh, I'm done with I that song. Actually, the best, the, the best one that I've found is, all right, Speaking of you as a Jewish person, the bare naked ladies have a version of oh dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Yes, I've heard that. I'm not too happy with that either. But you know what? The, the Christmas song, I, I, and then you know, I mean, there's certain Christmas. I love all the Christmas music because I'm. A, but I used to work at a beautiful music station in Long Island for a very short time, and they had all these Shulky tapes. And for those who don't know, they were they, Jim Shulky was a guy who produced tapes for beautiful music radio stations, and it was the best job. Bernie, it was the best job I had. Well, I could sleep all, all night because all I had to do was change the tapes every two hours. I mean, See, that I, I like working though. I like hitting buttons and talking between songs. I, I don't think that would be <laughs> well. It was an automated station, and they needed people that you had to be I there. Know, I know. And I had it was. But they people I, that needed I, sleep. I would never. I would just never say that's that's the best job because I like doing stuff. But what I liked about yeah, it is, yeah. uh, well, I got busy near the end of the shift because I had to record the you the news, uh, get the news actualities for the newsman, and I do that some of that stuff. So, right, you know, it was it was, yeah, but but it was, uh, well, yeah, I was you know during the time I had to leave the job, Bernie, because it took me two hours to get back and forth to work, and it was just just too much. I couldn't do it anymore, um, and it was only part time anyway, so. But, well, and I always, I always think that the uh, Christmas programming is going to be a piece of cake. But there is so much going on, so much to talk about. It's like all of a sudden I'm done, you know. So uh-huh. it's, it's a lot of stuff. Well, and, and they do it because it. And, and remember, the sales department is selling. That that's probably the best time of the year for the sales department if the radio station is selling that holiday, is selling that time during the holiday period, because they make a lot of their money at that point of the year. They really do. As, uh, as the chorus said in San Freeber, get the money, it's the season. La, 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 yeah. la. <laughs> and remember, Chris, both of those S's in Christmas are dollar signs. Dollar signs, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Well, we won't do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I love that Stan Freeberg bit. That is a great oh, bit. That's great. As a matter, of fact, as a matter year, of fact, the actually. bill will tell you on the early days of all things radio, I did a segment where I played Green Christmas uh, years and years oh, yeah. and years ago. So, uh, yeah, that yeah. was... Uh, yeah, we, back we the, play it every back year. In the, back in the beginning of the yeah. old... Remember that, Bill? We no, did that back it, in the beginning of old oh, yeah. radio. So... I, I hope you guys in 2015 did a great tribute to Stan Freeberg because he is a, was amazing. Just I believe amazing. we did. As a matter of fact, I know we did because we I didn't do a whole thing, but I did uh, my... Uh, we repeated something that I had done before, Chris, and it was the Paola Roll Blues, which was I thought was mm. one of oh, yeah. the best, yeah. best pieces. And yeah, you know, that's good too. Yeah. And that's what Elderly I did because it, it kind of it kind of made it for because it, it talks about radio as it really was back in the fifties and early sixties. So, um, if if you're ever you know if you ever we have one of these weeks uh, you know for Thanksgiving or, or one of these holidays or, or summer when we're off, you know, just playing a bunch of Stan Freeberg. I mean. Radio people love Stan Freeberg. I mean, he's just, he's just, was just amazing. Well, I, I can, I'll talk to Bill. You know, Bill and I, we, we're always talking all the time. So we'll, we, we, I know I have something special cooked up for next week, and I'll talk about it, but it, all I, right. I, I think you'll enjoy it. So we have something special cooked speaking, up for next week. Yeah, speaking of things that love, don't they love Jenny's call letter and format change? They do, Sean. Well, 
Yeah, we all do. That's what we you're supposed do, to do in radio. They do, Sean. Yeah. Okay. yeah Jenny's <laughs> microphone should be here by next week. Her new, her new oh, microphone. Oh, so she's going to have to yell into the computer. There's no microphone. There's no yeah, it's, it's probably going to be worse. <laughs> Who knows? And the, good th- and the good thing, Bill, if it isn't here by next week, she gets a whole other week to get in here, so you get two weeks. That's, That's true. Right. Yeah. That's true. Right. Well, we'll be back to back to Indiana the first part of December. Okay. So, back to the cold weather. You know what my Christmas uh, dream oh, one of these years yeah. is? It's to have have dinner with Bernie, can you believe that? And his wife and oh man, man, that is that. McDonald's on the yeah. south side, Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll we'll hit a pub, you know. All so, right, yeah. That sounds uh, even better. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of November 18th. WARD AM 750, Petoskey, Michigan, changes calls to WOUF AM. KLOG AM 1490, Kelso, Washington, changes slogan from the home team station to KLOG 100.0. WRAX AM 1600 Bedford, Pennsylvania changes slogan from 1600 WAYC to RAX 106.5 KHVU FM 91.7 Houston, Texas changes a format from contemporary Christian to Spanish contemporary Christian and changes slogan from NGN Radio to Vida Unida 91.7 WCDA FM 106.3 Versailles, Kentucky changes format from CHR to High AC KDDG FM 105.5 Albany, Minnesota changes a slogan from Bob Country Total Country to My Bob Country KFNX AM 11 Cave Creek, Arizona changes slogan from Independent Talk 1100 KFNX to 1100 KFNX. WCTP FM 88.5 Gagetown, Michigan changes slogan from Christian Radio 88.5 to Smile FM. WOKS AM 1340 Columbus, Georgia changes slogan from the People's Station to WOKS 1340 AM and 94.1 FM. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week. Oh, wow. Crazy phrases. They get shorter and shorter. Yeah. The people's yeah. station. The people's. Well, the, you know, the part of the problem, Chris, is, is there are not a lot of format changes going right. on, and, and what you're seeing is, is stations changing their slogans, but not necessarily their formats. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, that's 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 just a, what, what's going on right now. So uh, we're going to be down to sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows territory soon. What about you know, the, what about the roses? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I, I just think it's interesting to see. Well, the stations held on the formats a lot longer at one point. The year, the years ago, if a station changed its format, like when WCBS FM went to that kind of a very stylized progressive rock format back in 1969, when the, it was the day the Mets were in the world, uh, came home from winning the World Series and they had the ticker tape parade, and that's when they made the format change. They continued uh-huh. that up for until 1972. I believe it was July 1st, 1972, when they went to the oldies format. So, you know, stations don't necessarily put a lot of money in committing to a format if it doesn't no, do well. Oldies 103 here, in the, you know, in the old EIFM that we've talked about, they were oldies from 87 to 2012. So, no, some wow. formats can last a long time. And unfortunately, they they, and, and you know well, what, and they haven't done as well since then because they're no. doing that the big big one hundred seven whatever it was is they're doing now a bit is not what they're doing yet one hundred three point three big one hundred three yeah. that certainly yeah. isn't doing that well and they no. didn't do well with their amp with their amp amp radio when they did the top no. forty format they should have stayed all these but but again people like people who are my age now I, I happen to like a lot of modern rock and I like alternative rock and I like like different kinds of rock. You know, but people today, oldies today is not the 50s and 60s. Oldies today might be the 70s and 80s and no, 90s. and they updated it, of course. But you know, no. and, and but no, they Jeff, called don't it talk oldies. like that. You're going to make Sean and I feel old. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's but it's just the way it really is. I mean, you, you, if a station coming on the air, if they if they do a 50s and 60s oldies, that's more like the music of your life that my parents would have listened to. Now, you know, right. I mean, the bottom, basically yeah. that's that's really what it is, and so you're not going to see a lot of that stuff. So. so so when I when I when I hear the station and like we're going to do later on in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, they're doing classic hits. Yeah, they're classic hits of the eighties, nineties, and and early two thousands, and maybe some seventies. But that is classic hits for people who are younger than I am, of course. And that, but like Sean and Perry are talking about, for them, that's the classic hits, basically. A lot of those. Our, our anyway, supposed oldie still, station now. I haven't given up older music. I mean, newer music. I still pay attention to this stuff so i know you know a lot of that stuff from they would play in the 70s after the 90s you know so uh but the thing i always do is say if it's if you're 55 years old what is the year that is now in jeopardy well if you if you pretend that everybody started to listen to rocket 10 which is just a arbitrary figure the year that is starting to head out the door is 1976 so there you go you know they were born in 66 goes to 2021. So you can do the math and every next year will be 77. So you can look at it and say, what year is now in jeopardy? What year is now on the, you know, on the uh, expired list if you went to a grocery store? I I can show you something even worse, uh, Chris. When I first got to Syracuse, it was 1972 and the program director at WOLF and he had oldies in his format. His approach was that that if, if if it was 1972, he would never play anything b- b- below 1962. Once we got to 73, all the oldies would be from 63 uh, up up until now, up until then. And and right. if you go by his formula, here we're in, we're in 2021. He'd never play anything as an oldie before 2011. So, right, it'd be 2012 yeah. within about six weeks, or five weeks, right, whatever. Right. Yeah. So if, if if like for example, I remember it was July. And I had a friend of mine who was working at WLF. I had made a friend, and he says, yep, it's, she's a rebel by the crystals. He's a rebel by the crystals. We ain't yeah. going to be playing that anymore come 1970, come 1974, because uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be off the survey. But that was his theory. Um, I never really agreed with that, per se, but that's how he believed the station should be run. And, it, it you know, it is what it is, and, 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 and there are program directors who, today, to, to this day, still feel that way. So... You know, that's just how it is. I think it's a big point. You have to make 
Go ahead, Bernie. You have to have some kind of parameter, you know, so somebody has to come up with some way to determine uh, how far back you're going to go. Well, and that was right. his parameter. I don't, but do you think, I don't know if it was right, Bernie. I mean, today, who, who knows back all those years here's ago? The, here's the issue. In in the, the, the early 70s, when you go back to 61 or 62, it's so different from right. 64 and 65. Correct. And yeah. that's, that's where a big change happened in music. And all of a sudden, you're playing these really old-sounding songs that really are only 10 years old, but they sound a lot older, you know, than they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why some no, of the Motown stuff from the 60s does well, because it does, it, it has an ageless kind of sound to it. So you sure. can get away yeah, with a lot playing of the British Invasion stuff, you know, right. it does too. And, but and I, think, yeah, I think you could station. put on, on, on many stations, you could put on, let's say, uh, Get Ready, you know, the original Get Ready. And most people would like it no matter when, you know, it's just a a great song, you know. Right. But no one one wants to hear Rock and Roll Waltz by Kay Starr. And no one wants to hear Venus by Frankie Avalon anymore. I mean, I don't know I do, but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying uh, somebody, something, if you put, if you have a dance or something and you played the original Get Ready. Now, of course, this is rare earth, but if you put the original on by the, you know, it was a temptation. That that would still get people going. And that does get played. And that does get played, Chris. Yeah, um, so Motown, Motown, and British Invasion stuff gets played. Yeah, but there are certain songs which get played over and over, like with, like with the Beatles, for example. You know, you don't hear a lot of "I Want to Hold Your Hand" and "She Loves," but you're going to hear a lot more of the later stuff by the Beatles these days. These days, you know, uh, Paul McCartney. You don't you, you hear a lot of the stuff from his, uh, you know, band on the run LP and his Ram LP and yeah. stuff like. Well, but again, yeah, yeah. But again, it, it, it is what it, I always say. It is what it is, and it's not necessarily yep. going to change. So, but if if you, if they let consultants, because I told you I got knocked off when I was like forty four, five or something, they wouldn't talk to me anymore. And I, about that thing, they would call me and ask me what what I liked or I didn't like or thirty five. I forget what year, uh, year it was, but I got knocked off. I was uh, told I was too old to like Sugar Mountain by uh, Neil Young. You know, you can't can't go anymore. So, but the thing is, there are songs I like love Sugar like, Mountain. Yeah, I know. But, you know, th- there's this thing where certain songs would be universal. You could, like I said, you could play Get Ready, Ready by the Temptations. You could play some of the Jackson 5. You could play uh, some of the British Invasion, Love Me Do by the Beatles or something. You just play them, and you could throw them into any format here and there, and nobody would notice. They'd just think, hey, that's pretty cool. Actually, I would tell you that the Beatles, out of all the groups from the British Invasion, were very popular because a lot of those songs, because of the melody lines they had, made very good instrumental beds for beautiful music stations. So the oh, Hollywood yeah, strings made a, made a very big <laughs> use of, of of Beatle music in their instrumentals and stuff like that. Yeah. So so all right, Bill, it's time for have a Wayne, Wayne Larrabee. Oh, I think this is going to bring back some memories for. I'm ready. Uh, Sports people and just radio people in general, because He's a great play-by-play guy. Good great sports announcers are good radio people too. Yeah. So, See, as a little kid, I was like a, I told somebody else. I mean, I was in Kansas City or right outside of Kansas City in kindergarten in '77. So of course I had KCMO when Wayne Larry started up until I moved in '81. So I got to hear a lot of Wayne Larrabee. Uh, well, we're going to hear him. All right. And you're okay. going to get to hear him now, Sean. You are going to hear him now. This program is brought to you by DJ's Goalpost Sports Bar and Grill.
good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pippin Dodge Packers podcast. I'm Tom Pippins, the star of the show, 6'6", six, six, from Marquette. John Dodds, our Packers historian, one of the all-time greats. It is a blessing to be back with you via Zoom. We have a special guest to bring in in a little while, and we have a special guest to kick off with. Oftentimes, we old refired sportscasters, current sportscasters tend to uh, be prone to overstatement. We use the word great a lot. Well, I think when you talk about the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larrabee, you can use that, and it certainly fits. Not only because he's one of the great play-by-play announcers in America, but he's a really good man, and we appreciate him very much taking his valuable time to spend a little of it with us. And Wayne, how are you? Good. Good, Tom. How you doing? Couldn't be better. It really is super to see you. I, I appreciate that. I was thinking this morning, J.D., that uh, years ago, I remember thinking that Ron Wolf and Brett Favre were connected at the hip. And in some ways, maybe you and Wayne and Larry McCarron are at least connected by a ligament or something with your <laughs> with your connection up there for Packers broadcast, right? I just I'm a, I'm a fly on the wall trying to provide a service and a tidbit every now and then. And I, I tell people you can uh, learn a lot just by listening because they know it. They've been at the practices and they're just sit back and listen and they'll, they'll throw you tidbits out. And sometimes there are insider tidbits that they maybe can't do it right away, but it'll come out and you'll learn about it. So I always appreciate working with Wayne. Yeah. Wayne, you have a, a wonderful background that perhaps some people don't know. I think I had forgotten if I knew, I forget a lot of things these days, that you were the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, as J.D. was telling us. Maybe take us back before that. You're growing up, I believe, out east. Yeah, I grew up in western Massachusetts, um, right near the New York border in the, the Berkshire County which is uh, kind of a vacation destination now, especially on the East Coast. Um, but I grew up in, 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 at that time in the 60s, it was, uh, you know, mill country, uh, paper mills. Uh, as a matter of fact, there were three of them in Lee, where I grew up. And, uh, you know, General Electric had a big station in Pittsfield, which was just north of us. So, you know, Berkshire County was thriving in the early to mid-60s. And, um, you know, the industry changed and things happened in the late 70s and all. But uh, it transformed into what is now a uh, quaint New England uh, vacation area. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. J.D., I know you're filled with questions for Wade. Sure. Uh, Wade, I, I've seen you on the golf course. I know you're a pretty good athlete. Did you play sports growing up in high school? John, I played a little basketball and I ran cross country. Um, I didn't play much golf at all as a kid. I caddied a little bit, but didn't play much golf, um, but grew up really enjoying sports. And, and basketball was my favorite sport. And, and that's the one I always thought I'd grow up broadcasting for the most part. And I got a chance to do it, obviously, for a long time. But uh, football is kind of where I evolved. You got to be pretty smart to go to Emerson. That much I know, Wayne. And you went there, and uh, you you really worked. You honed your craft in the old Boston Garden. That's a sensational story. Please uh, let some of your followers know who might not be able to appreciate part of the reason you have risen to the top. <laughs> well, um, you know, it's funny because I went to college at Emerson College, as you mentioned, in Boston. And uh, the old Boston Garden, the Celtics and Knicks, and I was, uh, like many of the kids I went to school with, uh, New York sends its kids to Boston for school, okay? So you have a lot of New Yorkers in Boston, and you had the Knicks, uh, the great Knicks teams of that early to mid-70s era, and the Cowans, uh, Tom Heinsohn, uh, John Havlicek, Boston Celtics. And so, you know, it, it was great. I, what I would do 
is I would uh, I found somehow uh, an NBC bag tag, and I, I had a typewriter, and I put it, the bag tag on my typewriter, and I put a tape recorder inside the typewriter case, and uh, you know would go to the Boston Garden and go to the. Uh, this is long before there was much security. But I would go to the back gate where the press went in, and I would dress up. I had a coat and tie on and that type of thing. And I, the guys would let me in, and I'd go in. And I even got into the you know uh, press area where they served dinner, and I got the game notes and everything. And then I went upstairs. Uh, this is long before there were sky boxes or anything like that. I went up to the old hockey bo- boxes, which were unoccupied during basketball. And I would just sit there and broadcast every Celtics home game I was in town for into my tape recorder and kind of bring it home and review it and look, listen to it and that type of thing. And eventually I had other people listen to it. And and, uh, that's kind of how I honed my craft, so to speak. Oh, what a wonderful story, John. That's interesting. We had Kevin Harlan on last month and he said the same, very similar when he was a ball boy for the Packers, he would go up to the press box and Lee Remmel would let him in and he'd do a a mock play-by-play from the radio booth. Uh, he was uh, 12, 13 years old. So that, that's interesting. Who, who was your, uh, who did you like to listen to as a broadcaster? Were you a Johnny Most guy or who was the, who was the guy you liked to listen to? Ray Scott or? No, I, I, I was a New York guy. So I, Marv Albert was the voice of the uh, Knicks and Rangers and later the Giants. Uh, he was a big influence on me. Uh, as for baseball, I loved Phil Rizzuto because I'm a big Yankees fan. And it, who didn't like Phil Rizzuto if you were a Yankees? Uh, so yeah. that, that was fun. It, it was great. I listened to some great broadcasters. Um, here's the interesting thing. Um, you know, cable TV was coming online along with color TV back in the early 60s, uh, early to mid 60s. And so it was a big deal. It was like, you know, a few years ago, HD TV, remember when that came on and everyone had to have an HD uh, TV and a, a, whatever. But uh, this was cable. And so my grandfather said to my dad, he said, um, if you put in cable, I'll buy you a color TV. And so my father did, and my grandfather bought the color TV. And then Grandpa would come up every day, uh, every Thursday through Saturday, uh, Sunday, and watch the Yankees at our house on color TV. And, and that's kind of how I became a Yankees fan. But, um, you know, that was a big deal back then. And our cable was all New York-related because we were far western Massachusetts. We were a stone, stone's throw from the New York line. Uh, matter of fact, when we were kids, we used to go drinking in New York because it was legal there and it wasn't in Massachusetts. So, <laughs> state line and, and drink legally back then in high school. Well, wait, I'm, I'm saying to myself, HDTV is the reason they booted me out of uh, television. I said, where in the world was that like 30 years ago, you know? But be that as it may, it's a wonderful story. I remember growing up in Syracuse and you had two channels. You know, yeah. Uh, and you just get up and you, you, you change the channel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I mean, you've been blessed with that golden throat. Did you come out of mother's womb with a microphone or, or did it take a few years and listening to your favorite teams and announcers? And, yeah, you know, I, that's kind of the evolution. I originally thought I'd be a high school teacher, and then I saw what we were doing to teachers in high school. I said, well, I don't think I could take that. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, obviously I had a tremendous interest in sports and, and loved to follow it, and that's when the Knicks kind of caught fire, and, and I was a big Yankees fan listening to those guys. Uh, Bill White and Frank Messer were the announcers along with Phil Dudo. They were very good. Uh, yeah. Lindsey 
was the Mets announcer. He was tremendous. So I started, and then Marv Albert with the Knicks when I started to catch on in high school with the Knicks. Bill Bradley was the guy I patterned my game after. And, uh, you know, so those are the things that influence you as a kid. And then you start, you know, building from there. And I, I just thought Marv Albert had a great flair for radio. He had a great call. Uh, the inflection of his voice could tell you as much as the words he was using. And so, you know, I, I really, that's where I really started to get interested in this business when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. When I, when I grew up in Milwaukee, my dad bought me the book, Bill Bradley's book, A Sense of Where You Are, which was his autobiography. And uh, it, it, uh, that, those Knicks teams, they, they met a lot between Clyde Frazier and uh, DeBusher and Willis Reed. That was an exceptional team, and except Phil Jackson was on that team, so that's an exceptional uh, team. Yeah, you know, and years later, I was able to kind of connect with that team uh, by getting to know Phil Jackson with the Bulls, and you know, I, I remember the stories, and I remember how he tried to create in Chicago that kind of team feeling, that kind of sense of way the way to play the game. Um, it, it was rooted in Red Holtzman. And the personification in the modern era became what Tex Winter wanted with triangle offense, where everybody touched the ball at almost every possession. Um, you know, Michael Jordan, that was that was not what he wanted to do. That, that was, uh, you know, kind of against who Jordan was. He was a guy who wanted the ball in his hands, and he was going to control the action. Whereas what Phil was looking for was a move the ball, everybody's involved, the team eventually will get the ball to Jordan, but, you know, that kind of thing, everyone has a hand uh, in the fate of what happened on the floor, much like those Knicks teams. And by the way, you mentioned those Knicks teams, Bradley, DeBusher, um, Earl Monroe, uh, Willis Reed, uh, all are in the Basketball Hall of Fame. All of yeah, them yeah. started the team. And that's amazing when you think about it. So Phil tried to recreate that in Chicago, and I thought he did a great job of that once he convinced Michael to share the ball a little bit. Dollar dollar Bill Bradley and Dollar Wayne Larrabee. He is the voice of the Green Bay Packers and many other responsibilities. We are really enjoying getting to know him and his career at a different level here on the Pippin Dodge Packers podcast. Just take a, a quick time out and then we'll resume here. Thanks for being with us. Part two coming in two weeks. Reminds me, bringing back memories, because I, I got to meet Willis Reed. It, 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 it was a really weird experience, Bill. Uh, a friend of my father's was, was grew up with him and ended up moving out to Chicago, and his son wanted to be into sports medicine, and he wanted to work in sports medicine and in the training department and stuff. And and he wrote to Dan Whalen, and Dan Whalen was the trainer for the New York Knicks back then, and said, come to the garden. So he spent a week with my family, and we went to the garden, we went to the Knicks games, and we went to the Garden and Ranger games, and and I got to meet Willis Reed and Red Holtzman. And Willis Reed cool. says said to me something like, "I want to show you how tall I am." And I, I, I mean, his shoulder was over was like over my over my. He was so tall, his shoulder <laughs> yeah, was like yeah. over my over. My, nicest guy you'd want to know. Very very that, nice guy. That uh, is amazing to me. Of course, being a New Englander, and to I didn't know Wayne was from Western Massachusetts. That is so cool. Lee, Massachusetts, yeah, way out there. And, yeah, they're near, near the New York border, so, okay, he can be a New York fan. But, you know, Emerson, unlike Syracuse, 
had no, you know, Emerson's a great, uh, the, the, right with Syracuse as far as they don't have any sport, they, don't have, they don't have sports teams. It's not a sports, they don't have sports teams. No, no. And so, so there he had, had to sit and do the, you know, yeah. over the a few booths from Johnny Most doing the Celtics games into the into the tape recorder and stuff. But he got himself in there. That is great. I remember my friend Rick, who we, who does a sports show with, with, we went to a Celtics Knicks game around that time, seventy two, seventy three, and you know, Havlicek and. Uh, I think it was DeBush who were having a duel and, uh, you know, on a Sunday afternoon. And there was almost as many, about a third of the crowd was Knicks fans. I mean, they used to come, you know, from the schools, like he said. And that really takes me back. But, that, that, that you know, another Western Massachusetts person people don't know, Chuck Thompson, that did the Orioles. Yep. Grew you, know, up in it's funny, you know, it's funny, Chris, I can name all those players because I went to the games a, a, a lot. And I used to listen to them when Marv Alba, Willis Reed, yeah. Walt Frazier, Dick Barnett, Cassie Russell, uh, yep. Phil Jackson. Uh, Mike Reardon, Bill Bradley, uh, Bill Hoskett, yeah, and, and I mean that I know I shouldn't know this stuff, but I mean it just ingrained Hawthorne in my head. Hawthorne Wingo, remember Hawthorne Wingo? He I do. When they were ahead by thirty points, yeah, I, I, I right. do remember. And Marv Albert, when you listen to a Knicks, Knicks game by Marv Albert, he was just great. I mean, just the way he yes. got into the game. Oh yeah, you couldn't ask for a better announcer at that time. But the, the problem was the Knicks that was so stupid. They and the Rangers at that time, and they started to do it a little bit as the seventies went on. They would only do the home games on the radio, and then you had to watch them on TV if they were the road games. And that is absolutely the almost the opposite of what you should do, where people would have the radio if they were like on the road because. You know, you don't. It's just crazy. You'd have to be. Yeah. And I happened to be in Syracuse, and when we had cable back in Syracuse, and and we, my friends got cable because they lived in the suburbs, so we, they got cable before we did. And I would go to my friend's house to watch the Knicks and Ranger games on a home box office because they were they were owned at the time by, by Madison Square Garden. They were part of that whole Madison. Yeah. And so we could watch all the Knicks and Ranger games on home with no commercials. No commercials yeah. with Bob Wolf on the Knicks and Jim Gordon on the uh, on the Rangers. Yep, that's right. And the thing is, they also though had a thing. They had a thing during uh, in the seventies where they had a network with Jim Gordon doing the Knicks games during the playoffs in the th- two or three years there. Uh, but I remember the night of that seventh game in seventy when they played the Lakers. Willis Reed came out uh, from the injury, and I I totally I don't care how bad it came in. I was going to listen to WHN and listen to Marv Albert. I was listening to a home announcer. I don't care. And uh, you know I was kind of rooting for the Lakers because you know whatever. But either way, it was just great to hear Marv get to do a championship. He hadn't, and he had brought the Rangers onto the radio with Tim T. Soup. You remember that? Uh, yes. You know, in in like six, 65, 66. Rangers hadn't been on the radio at all in any form, and he got them on the radio. And uh, so, no, Mar- I was good to good to see Marv get a championship. Of, you know, but but that Wayne Larrabee part about Western Massachusetts, I had no clue. That's amazing. I didn't know that either. Hey, you know, but Wayne I- Larrabee, Wayne Larrabee, I will say, probably is one of the two, as when you go through home announcers, probably one of the two or three best. Yep. Right up there. Right up him, there. This, 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 him, we Brad have a lot Sham. of good ones. We have a lot of good ones in the NFL, but he's right there. He's right there. I say him, I, Brad Sham, uh, yep. probably the top two. Well, okay. I well, mean, I would throw in, I like Jeff Joniak. I mean, there's, we could go on for a while about that. We do that, those kind of things on a phone conference we have on Friday nights. But, yeah. you know, we, uh, we've got many wonderful... Uh, you know, you think you think when you sit around, and you say, "Oh, my guy's the best." But when you get when we got into Sirius XM, we got a chance to start to and online now. We got a chance to listen to all these folks. There's a lot of good ones. There's some clunkers, 
but there's a lot and, of good ones out there. And, and some other things is Wayne Larrabee also. He has, he has done Westwood One basketball. Mm-hmm. He uh, when or when Turner has the Final Four, they do this thing called the uh, the hometown, and you know we're we're on TBS. You'll have okay your regular national feed, but they'll have the two other feeds on TNT and True TV. They'll have like one with and I remember when it was Wisconsin. Wisconsin was in the Final Four. You had Wayne Larrabee and I forget who was with him doing, you know, they were Wisconsin guys. So they said, okay, well, we'll have a Wisconsin flavor to it. So yeah, yeah. get some TV. Yeah. Well, no, I I'm, think I'm, I'm looking forward to that thing in a couple of weeks where he moves on from, you know, uh, Emerson and moves on. But that's amazing. You know, Emerson, Matt the Cat, we talk about here, Dave Maynard. There's just so many people, you know, it's, 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 people don't know about Emerson around the country, but there was a, many people that people know on the radio in the Northeast mostly, but uh, obviously Wayne got, got around. But, you know, Emerson uh, is a great broadcasting school, great broadcasting school. Well, talking about broadcasting, how about if we go to our classic air check, which will take us back to, uh, to WPE and 950, but it, when it was on 950 yeah. as, a sport, as a non-sports station, and it was doing well. They went off WPEN the WPEN had every format known to man at one time or another. Not only that, they really for, a, for a while back in the early seventies, or for, they, they were being sold, and they actually went off the air. They had financial problems, and they came back on oh, the really? air, and they became an oldie station. Um, and this is their back in seventy seven, and you don't get to hear. Then there are a lot of air checks out there of WPEN during that time, or even in the fifties and sixties. I can find jingles from them. We've done that before, but this is uh, Joe. The Rockin' Bird himself, Joe Niagara, who uh, who came to Philadelphia, began his radio career in Philadelphia at WIBG back in 1957. So that's what in I can this say week's about classic that. air check section. Oh. We're traveling to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we're going to hear a radio legend who began his radio career at radio station WIBG AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, back in 1957. He continued to work at WIBG AM for many, many years. He also worked at WCAU FM. But this time we're going to hear the late Joe Niagara working at radio station WPEN AM with their gold-based contemporary format. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy the rockin' bird himself, Joe Niagara, from WPEN in November of 1977. Name him. Hell, what? You're absolutely correct. Did you used to watch the show? Yes. All right, you got yourself a book called Sinatra. We're sending it on its way, and thank you very much for being here. At 95 p.m. Bye-bye, darling. Spread the word about the bird. Here's Jeff Starship. special request we're going to be doing, and incidentally, we'd like you to become involved on that, but you can't do it on the telephone, please do it by mail, I'd appreciate it very much, and that way we can schedule it for you. Search it out, find it, set it up. My address, Joe Niagara, 95 PEN Radio, Philadelphia, 19103. That's 95 PEN Radio, Philadelphia, 19103, and make sure you include the year of your class. Would you do that? It happens every afternoon at 95 PEN at 515, a genuine Genuine Philly favorite. It's now 26 past 4. At 95 p.m., we'll check with the Go Patrol. All lanes are open over there at Passyunk Avenue. If you're heading towards your southwest Philadelphia home, but traffic very slow. 
between 28th Street and 61st Street. Once again, all lanes are open there. Heavy traffic continues on northbound Delaware Avenue, approaching Shack and Maxon at the on-ramp of I-95 northbound. Also, some very heavy traffic continues as a result of an earlier Burlington-Bristol Bridge opening. Walter McDonald reporting for the Arco Go Patrol. I better not say anything to Walter Direct, but I think he's having prop trouble, don't you? <laughs> don't mention it to him. Tonight on Channel 17, two of the funniest ladies who ever lived will entertain you. First, Carol Burnett, and then Lucille Ball. Weeknights at 7 on Channel 17, Carol Burnett and friends have only one thing in mind, to make you laugh. What am I going to do? Ted Butler's coming over and he's got money and I gotta get it! Carol Burnett, Harvey Corman, and Tim Conway every weeknight at 7. That's what you call three for the money. Then at 9 tonight on Channel 17, a question that is asked a million times a day. How many kids do you have? Now hold on to your hats because here come the answers. First, Henry Fonda. Ten. Ten. Did you hear that? Ten. Now it's Lucille Ball's turn. Uh, go ahead. I'm glad I have Together, that makes 18. Count them, 18. So what do these two crazy people do? They get married in yours, mine, and ours. And believe it or not, nine months later, you guessed it. Tonight at 7, Carol Burnett and Friends. Tonight at 9, yours, mine, and ours. Both on Channel 17, the new one. to save money on a great man's sweater. It's just sit in your rocker and knit it yourself. Right, the other is Gimbel's great $14.99 men's sweater sale. Great turtlenecks, crewnecks, v-necks. Great bulky knits, fisherman knit crews, rugby stripe pullovers, even lamb's wool pullovers. All by Philadelphia's greatest name in men's sweaters. All originally $22 to $27, all just $14.99 right now. So why sit in your rocker and knit that sweater? Right, you could do better at the great $14.99 sweater sale at Gimbel's. Where it pays to be off your rocker. <laughs> that didn't come off right now, yeah, but Gimbel's great sweater sale will. Darts are very Good idea. Let's get it. And you get more of the same with my boy, Chris McCoy. He precedes the Rock and Bird Joe Niagara every morning at 10, one place at 95 P.E.M. Jim Croce. I'll say I have to love you in a song, Mama. Well, I know it's special one of these days because he had some choice material. It's now 24 before 5 at 95 PEN. A good afternoon to you. That is the word from the Rockin' Bird. People like me who work for Avco Financial Services all have one thing in common. We think we're the best company in the world of consumer finance. And we think there's one thing in particular that makes us the best. We have 8,864 in this town, AFCO's me. We think we're best because of our people. Our people know this business. Our people care and really help. 
We know we have to treat you the best if we're going to be the best. And that goes for everybody at AVCO, including me, Wally Merriman, Chairman of the Board. We have Financial services. Our people put you in the best company. That's a for sure. For the Avco office near you, look in the phone book. And you know what? You will be in the very best of company. And look at the handsome gentleman I have sitting next to me. Brandon, good afternoon to you. Oh, you're so kind. Hi, Joe. No, it's the guy next to you I was speaking of. Oh, Bob. Hey, yeah, he's... <laughs> you rat. What is happening in the Mideast, Brandon? Well, Joe, Egyptian President Anwar Sadat returned home to mobs of cheering Cairo residents today after wrapping up 44 hours in Israel. Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Mr. Begin spent the weekend talking peace. The same topic on Sadat's mind when he made his final statement before heading home. The October war should be the last war. trip to Israel has enraged many of Egypt's Arab neighbors, but it may have been a big step along the road to Geneva. Ted Koppel has a report from the State Department. A Middle East news agency report out of Cairo, monitored here in Washington, quotes a source close to President Sadat as saying that the Sadat-Begin meetings over the weekend succeeded in making real preparations for the Geneva Peace Conference. Whether this was meant to suggest complete Israeli agreement on going to Geneva was not clear. But in any event, a number of other governments, including Syria, would have to give their approval before any Geneva conference could take place. The source close to Sadat was also quoted as saying that 30 years of enmity were eliminated in 30 hours. And there are reports that the return to Geneva could come before the end of this year. The Tony's Hellmeyer Bridge, please, right now on standby for an upcoming opening. That uh, ship should be uh, hitting the bridge shortly, hoping it's open, that is, in the next uh, 5, 10 to 50 minutes. So watch yourself in that area. In Philadelphia, very heavy traffic continues on the Schuylkill Expressway eastbound as you drive down towards South Street because of the earlier accident that blocked the right-hand lane. All lanes are open at this time. Westbound, some slow traffic midway between University Avenue and 30th Street. North front of the Boulevard Extension, if you're heading home that way right now, it's slowing at the Wayne Wissick area and picks up its speed toward Broad Street. In New Jersey, southbound Route 130, very slow, midway between the Airport Circle and the Collingwood Circle. Walt McDonald reporting. The Food and Drug Administration today gave its first approval to a vaccine that prevents one form of pneumonia, a form of the disease that kills about 25,000 Americans each year. The vaccine should be available early next year and would be aimed at people most susceptible to the illness, like the elderly and those with serious chronic diseases. Jury deliberations are underway this afternoon in the William Cradle case. Three Philadelphia police officers are accused of beating Cradle after he allegedly ran a stop sign in Society Hill last April. A new budget battle shaping up in the State House today as the lawmakers take up consideration of the Senate-passed bill that would raise taxes to fund Pennsylvania's state-related colleges and universities. We asked Philadelphia Representative Roland Greenfield if he thinks his colleagues have gotten used to the idea of passing a tax hike. I think so, and of course, uh, I I think what should be palatable to a lot of them and uh, more acceptable is the uh, lower personal uh, income tax uh, increase that uh, only amounts to $15 uh, per $10,000 of income. But that small tax hike isn't enough to meet the needs of education in Pennsylvania. At least not so according to State Education Secretary Carol Klein. If we had a tax bill uh, that was of sufficient size, we could meet these costs. But you see what's going to happen is, as this tax bill has been reduced and reduced, 
And what passed the Senate the other day is just a one-tenth increase in personal income tax. Uh, this is not going to meet the cost of the current needs of the department. Schools reopened in Willingboro today, but only for seniors and a few elementary school students. 700 seniors attended classes conducted by administrators and a handful of teachers. Most of the community's 12,000 students remain at home because of that teacher strike. Marathon contract talks in Trenton broke off on the issue of binding arbitration. No date is set for the next round of talks. Dick Vermeil gets a vote of confidence where it counts. Next, as 95 PEN News continues. Myron, you're blocking the kitchen door. I'm not going into the restaurant dining room. Myron, not with a bottle of Lancer's Red Rubio that's chill. Oh, move it, Myron. Phil, listen to me. I work the best restaurants all the way from Patterson, New Jersey to Scranton. You're a good waiter, Myron. Yes, and I've never, ever served a good imported red wine chilled. Yeah, but Lancer's Rubio is the fine red wine meant to be served chilled, so it's okay. Come on, Phil. You're talking to a graduate of Jerry's Gourmet School. Oh, look, a chilled bottle of Lancer's Rubio even makes our food taste better. So if Jerry taught me anything, it was white and rosé, served in ice is okay, but red and cold and never sold. Oh, forget that. Lancer's great distinctive flavor is delicious when it's chilled and it's... What are you doing? You know, this is delicious. Myron, that's the customer's wine you're drinking. I wonder how it tastes with this sirloin steak. Put that down. Hmm. Will you hand me a napkin over there? What? This field marshal needs ketchup or mayonnaise or something. I don't know what the heck it needs. Lancer's Rubio, the fine red dinner wine, especially delicious when it's served chilled. Really? Imported by Hubline, Hartford, Connecticut. Eagles owner Leonard Toast vowed today that Dick Vermeil would be his last coach. A loquacious Len says that doesn't mean he's selling the team, however. <laughs> says Vermeil has turned the team's attitude around from a losing to a winning syndrome and that he's getting the most out of the talent that he has playing for him. Toast went on today to express his confidence in Vermeil despite yesterday's heartbreaking loss to the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, that's got to make Vermeil feel very, very good, really. I imagine it's some consolation, but after that game yesterday, Joe, I don't I don't see how much could make him feel better. It was a real heartbreaker. Sure was. Hmm. Cloudy, occasional rain likely right through tomorrow. Tonight's low 41, tomorrow's high 54. It's 51 Fahrenheit, 11 Celsius. I'm Brandon Barrett Brooks, 95 PEN News. 95 P.E.N. It's now 12 before 5. Don't touch that dial. Why's everybody always picking on me? The Rock and Roll Show of the Year is on its way to the Valley Forge Music Fair Saturday, November 26th for two shows but one night only. The greatest rock and roll stars will orbit at the Valley Forge Music Fair Route 202 in Devon as they present a blast from the past. Are you ready to fly? Make merry with the fabulous Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry and the incredible talent of Bo Diddley on stage of the Valley Forge Music Fair Saturday, November 26th. But that's not all. Add to it the coasters. Me. And mix in the angels. Tickets available at the box office. Tickets run are 
music for Chuck Berry and the Rock and Roll Show of the Year. It's just about the time for Duvernay, too. Our happy hour at 95 p.m. Cloudy, occasional showers likely through tomorrow. Overnight low of 41, tomorrow's high of 54, 51 degrees. At 95 p.m., Chicago. Right after this next one, I want to check in with uh, Walter and John. Is still on the expressway uh, concerning PennDOT's working crew. Joe Niagara, 95 PM, the music you like best. Boy, what memories. Joe Niagara heard on radio station WPEN AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania from November of 1977. And if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there are classic air checks that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Last coach, right. Well, he was, certainly was not the last coach. And well, I'm, I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure when Leonard Toast sold, sold the team, so maybe it was his last coach. I don't know. But he did coach till 83, till he resigned, the uh, early 83. So it was a while. So and I don't I'm thinking know. that air check was probably on either like the, or like in the mid of November, maybe the 14th or whatever that day, whatever the night. The 26th was on a Saturday, and the 27th yeah. was, was on a Sunday. So it'll be on the 20th was the, was the game they were might have been talking about. So yeah, or the thirteenth, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, it was an interesting radio I, station. Now, what happened was I was kind of trying to counting the, the the chart songs and stuff. It looked like there were about five oldies and two chart songs. You know, the Chicago yeah. song and the uh, uh, Crystal Gale song would have been on the charts. Well, yeah, yeah, those will keep us together. That was not no, uncommon. No, that was seventy five. That was seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. That was, 75. 75. That was definitely seventy five. That was not yeah. uncommon. Yeah. Like with WCBS, when, when WCBS FM went oldies, even back in nineteen seventy two, they later uh, what they later put in um, new music and they called it Future Gold, and they played two or three Future Gold songs an hour. So I think WGAR oh, okay. did that too in the early seventies. Uh, GAR and Cleveland, I think they did something like so that. So that was not, un- okay. not not really unusual. But but unfortunately the state and then the station later on changed and they dropped the oldies and they became more of of like a music of your life with more older music. So yeah, that's, what, that's right. And that's when they had that's when they had people like Ken Garland doing the morning show at that point. Yes. And uh, Ken Garland with Elaine Sonsini and and uh, they had a bunch. I don't, I don't remember all the schedule, but that was what the station was like. They were mm-hmm. a station that that as uh, as you've heard did a lot of different formats back in the sixties. Yeah. They definitely were a stalwart middle of the road radio station, and they had and they had news and commentary with Taylor Grant. I remember very well. Brought to you by they had, they, they did country for a little while in the early seventies as well. Yeah, they did country for a while. That didn't last either. But uh, no, and the big problem but, with the radio station wasn't the fact that it, it had a good signal during the day in that area, but at night it was just a horrible signal. Walter, but, you know, I remember listening to oldies on them. They had a, an oldie stream running. Uh, I remember one night with a friend listening to them in 75, and they were coming in uh, like gangbusters that particular night, in, uh, and I was at her place in Somerville, Mass. There was a guy who worked there, there. On, on that station. His name was Paul Cassidy. He worked at WPEN. He later moved to the Albany, New York area. He worked in Long Island. He worked at CBS FM. A great radio announcer, and he loved working at PEN until they and they obviously changed formats. He worked there, Lauren Owens, before he came to WROR FM. Oh yeah, worked at WPEN as well. Unfortunately, was that after or before GAR? Because he was on GAR in '73, and then he went. That was after. That was that was after. Okay, Um, but the other thing we we got there was Dick Orkin doing a commercial. We were talking about San Free earlier. Dick Orkin is funny. Another Boy, great creative. Not, 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 not only was it Dick Orkin, Orton, but the other guy that was with him 
was also Burke Burgess. They they were a team until they broke up. Walter, what would you like to say, Mr. Swank? Oh well, I was just going to say that was a that was a very good air check. Um, it, obviously, I'm not familiar with uh, with PEN, but it was a very good air check. Mm-hmm. I thought it was what? a good station. Unfortunately, it, it didn't have an FM. And uh, you know, AM stations at that time were dying out. I mean, even even back in '75, they they were. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was borderline. I mean, it was it was still possible to do it, but it wasn't. You know, it was oh, harder. Where, where I was, FM had already started to dominate in '75. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and we had our different. first FM number one around then. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it it depended on the market. This was a pretty quick FM market here too, because. People already had the technology. People had a lot of good stereos here and stuff. But, you know, I mean, that, that was a good idea. And, uh, you know, what they needed probably was a little bit, they might have needed a sports team or something just to put them over the, you know, something to do, in you know, to, to get them, you know, get a popular sports, get the Eagles or get the, uh, you know, Phillies. That might have helped them because at that time that would work because people were used to listening to sports on AM. At that well, point. part of the problem that was that was the other problem. The other bit, the other problem, and there was nothing that Joe Niagara could do about it, and nothing that the radio station could do about it. Was just the technology at the time was that helicopter traffic report with the uh, with the with the high static on the radio. That that happened a lot of times with radio announcers uh, and yeah, yeah we didn't have as much of that for some reason that in our market. <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, why that back was. in the day when I, KRLD. Had great microphones in their mobile units and their copters. They were studio quality mics and when they covered it, this was back in the 80s when they were owned by Metro Media and there you know, you can hear well, like, I, I think part events. of the problem was they, was they didn't have the Marty units. Like when WHA yeah. did, did traffic in Syracuse, they had a Marty unit and it's, you couldn't tell he was in a helicopter it sounded, it sounded that good so you could tell our guys were in the helicopter, but it isn't static like that. You no, know? it's just, it's just a matter of what kind of radios they were using at that time. I'm not sure. But th- this is before shadow traffic, and the Argo Go Patrol was on many different radio stations. Not only was it on WPEN, but it was on KYW and WIP and a number of different radio stations. So that was that was what they did for traffic back then. So what can I say? Uh, just uh, just Always the- reminds me of uh, Phil Hendry's fake traffic update thing where you, you could not understand a thing he said. Exactly, ah, Bernie. Exactly. Exactly. It sounded, it, it sounded just like a traffic guy. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was, yeah. He had a very good show. It's unfortunately he's not on the air anymore, but he was quite good. It, he, yeah, there's a did. really cool thing. If anybody gets, ever listens to the Golden Age News Network, where they play stuff from WLW the morning of, before the or of the assassination, and this guy reroutes the whole city of Cincinnati because of some accident. He is amazing. Some policeman says you go here, you go there, and he gets on. He gives this like three or four minute dissertation on how everybody should get to work around this thing that's in the middle of the city. It's amazing. That's a lot. Bill, I think it's about time to get to Altoona. I mean, Altoona, right. Williamsport, PA for our final segment. <laughs> well, we can do that. We're going to go to Altoona. I keep, th- I keep thinking about Dave and Chris. That's <laughs> where, where we're going. Yeah, Dave, Dave yeah. All Dave right, well, we'll, we'll reroute to Williamsport then, Jeff. Whatever you want. Thank you to the crew. Thanks, everyone, for always making this so interesting. Uh, we're nothing without you. Here we go. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful holiday. See you in two weeks.
This week, we're going to present part two of our look at Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And the radio station we're going to look at is radio station WBZDFM. The station is owned and operated by Backyard Broadcasting, and they program a classic hits format. In the Nielsen ratings, they pull a 10.4 share of the audience. So without further ado, what is it back and enjoy radio station WBZDFM from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studio, it's 93.3 WBZD Muncie Williamsport, a backyard broadcasting of Pennsylvania Station. WBZD. It's the Weiss Markets Groceries and Gas cue to call. Call now. Five or nine right now at 570-327-9331 or toll free at 1-888-468-4933. Good luck from 93.3 WBZD. your color number five. What's your name? Roxanne Keller. Where are you from, Roxanne? Linden. 93.3, your color number nine. What's your name? Jeff Williams. Jeff, where are you from? Linden. All right, we got two in there from Linden. Jeff and Roxanne, congratulations to both of you. Qualify now to be a winner with the Weiss Markets Grocery and Gas Giveaway. You can get all the details, of course, on how to play along and get qualified at WBZD.com as we congratulate this morning. Carl Johnson of Avis, winner of the two $100 gift cards to Weiss Markets. He's now also qualified for the grand prize giveaway on Monday, December 6th at noon. It is seven minutes after eight o'clock. Clear blue skies here. Just a few wispy clouds out there. It's a beautiful start to our Thursday. 31. We will see sun and clouds throughout the day today. High getting up to 48. I'll be joined in studio in just a little bit. Got a special guest, Doug Lane from uh, the Toys for Tots. As, uh, we are a drop-off location, so we'll learn more about that. But right now, we learn about news. What do you got for us, Joey? And WBZD Sports Soccer for today. Boys District 4 Class 2A Championship shows uh, Lewisburg versus Midwest at Loyal Sock. That game tonight at 6 p.m. Boys District 4 Class A Championship. East Juniata at Southern Columbia. That game at Central Columbia tonight at 8 p.m. The girls, Girls District 4 Class A Championship Soccer. South Williamsport versus Southern Columbia at Central Columbia. That game is at 6 p.m. And the girls District 4 Class 2A Championship. Central Columbia versus Montoursville, that game at Danville. That is at tonight, uh, looks like 8 o'clock. Hi folks, happy Thursday. Snedeker here from Newswatch 16 with your classic hits. 93 forecast. Today we've got it partly sunny skies, high temperatures only near 50. Much of the day will be in the 40s. You want to warm up? I got it. Tonight back down to sub-freezing, but don't you worry. Tomorrow we're going to be up near 50 or better with nice sunny Friday weather. The weekend looks awesome by November standards. We're talking sunshine Saturday, partly sunny Sunday with highs in the mid-50s and even next week, Monday, Tuesday, near 60. Make it a good day. It's 31 degrees. I'm Joey Michaels with this 93.3 WBZD News Update. Hello, Susquehanna Valley. It's Jay from Alexander Kia. 93.3 WBZD In a world gone crazy, Williamsport's greatest hits will keep you sane. 33 WBZD. At 
23 under sunny skies. Good morning, 93.3 WBZD. Playing the greatest hits from the 70s and 80s. We're at 31, looking at a mix of sun and clouds through the day today and afternoon. I'm going to get up to around 48. And always a pleasure when we get special guests in studio, particularly this special guest, Doug Lane, former U.S. Marine uh, partner in here this morning to talk about uh, Lycoming County Toys for Tots. Good morning, Doug. Morning. Uh, I want to correct you one thing. Oh, yes, please. Not a former Marine. You're not a former. You are a Marine. Marine You are a Marine. My apologies to you, sir. Thank you very much for your service. Uh, Doug Lane, uh, coordinator for uh, Toys for Tots here in Lycoming County, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Doug, because this is the first I've had an opportunity to meet you. So share a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been uh, picking up toys for probably 25, 30 years in the county. Yeah. And uh, I sort of stayed under the radar all these years. Chuck Smith was our coordinator for many years. Sure. And uh, Bill Dockery took over probably six, six, seven years ago uh, when Chuck turned 80, I believe. Not to give out his age. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Bill took it over and uh, he asked me if I could be the assistant. You can donate here Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. We do have the monetary donation canister out here as well, so you can make a donation there or, again, go to the website. So, uh, Doug, I want to thank you again, A, uh, for your service uh, to our country. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you for what you do here with Toys for Tots. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Backyard is very good. They get us toys and bikes. Yeah, we uh, we love to do the Toys for Tots. It's uh, it's uh, We've been doing it for as long as I can remember, and uh, when we get those bikes stacked up there, it, it, it just makes us all giddy around here. So uh, we, we love all the toys, and uh, we have such generous listeners here at WBZD. So thank you again, Doug, and check our website for all those details, WBZD.com. Mornings with Jake and more classic hits. Oh, it's awesome. Listen to it every morning. You're good to go. 93.3 WBZD. 93.3 WBZD. WBZD at 8.37 under sunny skies. We're at 32. How many Soprano fans out there in the Susquehanna Valley have been wondering over the course of all these years, was Tony Soprano killed at the end of the Sopranos? Well, creator David Chase has confirmed in a new interview that the mob boss did, in fact, die in the show's 2007 finale, if you were ever wondering. We're looking at a mix of sun and clouds today, an afternoon high, getting up to around 48. Good morning, I'm Joey Michaels with this 93.3 WBCD News Update. Under sunshine, it's 32 degrees. I'm Joey Michaels with this 93.3 WBCD News Update. Who says Dr. Jenkins ought to be your dentist? 93.3 WBCD.
look every day until I find it. 93.3 WBZT, that is you too. It's 8.52 and the sun is shining. If you're looking for that, you don't have to go far. Look out your window because it's out there. 32 right now, sun and clouds through the afternoon, a high reaching 48. Once again, want to thank Marine Doug Lane stopping in to talk to us about Toys for Tots, that campaign underway right now. We are a Toys for Tots drop-off location. New unwrapped toys is what we are looking for to help out the less fortunate kids in our area. That's the nice thing. Everything collected here locally will stay here locally. So you can make a donation. Uh, 1685 Four Mile Drive, Monday through Friday between 8 and 5. Not only do we have Toys for Tots going, but for the 15th year, can't believe it's 15 years already, we've teamed up with the Williamsport Sun Gazette, the Step Office of Aging and Meals on Wheels for Santa Seniors, where we are collecting various non-perishable food items that will be delivered in gift boxes to the over 400 recipients of Meals on Wheels here in Lycoming and Clinton County. So we're looking for things like uh, snack pack puddings, jellos, fruit cups, that sort of thing, cup of soup, ramen noodles, cereal cups, oatmeal, chocolates, candy, granola bars, those sort of things. And again, you can make those donations here at our studios Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. More details at WBZD.com. And it's time to recognize those celebrating birthdays today. Actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. He is 52. Jeff Probst, the host of TV Survivor, is 60 today. And the Karate Kid. Oh, isn't this going to make you feel old? Ralph Macchio. He is 60 today as well. Happy birthday to those celebrities. And our very own celebrity here in the Susquehanna Valley, Preston White of Muncie, celebrating 15 today. Happy birthday, Preston. Those birthdays brought to you by English's Model Railroad. Just off of Broad Street in Montana. Toursville on Streeby Lane, to be exact. When you think birthdays, you think of English's Model Railroad. Everything from model trains to model kits, they've got it at English's Model Railroad. Plus, gift certificates are available. With half his brain tied behind his back, it's Jake in the morning on 93.3 WBZD. Well, there you go. A station with lots of local content and personality in the morning. You just got to hear Jake in the morning on radio station WBZD-FM in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a featured station that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F Jeff, at allthingsradio.net, or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595, that's 800-693-0595, and an option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.